It is a dang good morning, and thank you for enjoying it with a six-pack, the Scotty Six-Pack, the only podcast that's bringing you the top stories in Wisconsin sports from the Green Bay Packers to the God dang Green Bay Packers. I'm your host, Kedrick Stummeris, and you can follow me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Kedrick Stummeris, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six-Pack to get the latest updates in your NFC North Division leading Green Bay Packers. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, smash the subscribe button, hit the like button, or do the same on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a review, write some nice comments, five stars, really helps us grow the show, and I really appreciate it. This was going to be a show that I was going to do two segments on. The first of which being on... The Wisconsin Badgers, who unfortunately fell to Washington State on Saturday night in a very strange game, um, but one that I think made a lot of sense based on what my concerns were uh, coming into the season, and then also based on what my concerns were coming out of the week one game against Buffalo. Frankly, I don't think people took concerns that I had, you know, as seriously as other people should have not that I was like, Hey, you people need to listen to me. But I, I think people were letting the hope and honeymoon period for lack of a better term, kind of wash over the lumps that existed still do exist on this Wisconsin Badgers roster. And we're going to break that all down. However, the momentous victory that the Green Bay Packers just had over the Chicago Bears. And let's be clear. This is not momentous because this game really decided the stakes of much of anything. Because if you listened to our preview of this podcast with Sam Jamini of Snap the Pigs in and Puckworms on Friday, which if you haven't, I, I recommend you go back and listen to because he and I both kind of agreed. This game felt like it had a lot on the line, but we all knew it didn't have anything on the line. And with that being said, we understood that whoever lost this game was going to probably come away feeling a lot worse than however good the team or the fan base of the team was going to feel of the winning team. Sorry, that was a whole bunch of nonsense words. But the point was, this game felt like it had a lot on the line. Although any sensible fan knows that this game didn't have a ton on the line because it's a week one game. Packers Bears week one felt like it had a lot on the line because of the state of the rivalry. The Bears have not beaten the Packers since week 15 of 2018. Aaron Rodgers is gone. The self-proclaimed owner of the Chicago Bears. The window was supposed to be open for the Chicago Bears. And I'm sorry to your earballs. The window does not appear to be open for the Chicago Bears. The Green Bay Packers are still the overwhelming superior of the Chicago Bears. The 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers defeated the Chicago Bears on Fox's game of the week, America's game of the week, 38 to 20. 
And I, I was led to believe, I was led to believe, Chicago Bears fans led me to believe from all offseason that they had their guy. Chicago Bears had their guy. Their guy is Justin Fields, a bona fide superstar quarterback, Justin Fields, the bona fide superstar who was 34th in passing DVOA last season in a league of 32 teams, in a league of 32 starting quarterbacks, was 34th in passing DVOA. If you're new here, quarterbacks pass the ball. That's their job. Despite that, I was also told Justin Fields, told by multiple people, not even Chicago Bears fans, that Justin Fields was the most undervalued bet on the market for league MVP, for the most valuable player. It doesn't look like you put them head to head, Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky. Justin Fields isn't even walking away with the MVP. That's going to Mitch. Backup quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's so nice because you wrap this all in the context of the Packers were great running the ball in this game. Aaron Jones was an absolute weapon in this game. He got five carries on the opening drive for for Green Bay, uh, who then great uh, Aaron Jones went ahead and scored a touchdown on that drive as well, and then didn't touch the ball again in, this, in the rest of the first half, which was very strange, uh, but then ran roughshod all over Chicago. And, and the Packers could have won that way. Could have won just running the ball. But the Packers didn't just win that game running the ball. The Packers won that game because Jordan Love passed for 245 yards and three touchdowns in his first start as QB1 for the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love passed for 245 yards and three touchdowns. I'm going to read to you the entire list of games that Justin Fields has passed for 240 for 200 yards or more and three touchdowns or more. That's the end of the list. There was no audio that cut out. He has never done it. He has never done it. Justin Fields has never passed for 200 yards and three touchdowns in one game before. Jordan Love has done it. Jordan Love has two starts. Justin Fields has 26. Superstar quarterback, Justin Fields. Superstar quarterback, Justin Fields, who got lit up under pressure today by everyone on the Packers roster on the defensive side of the ball. And we're, we're going to talk about in the second half of the show, really the great Packers performances here, but I'm going to continue rubbing it in for a little bit. Um, if, if Bears fans were serious saying, why not us? We can be a contender. They said Justin Fields, he wasn't good, 
in his first year because Matt Nagy was his head coach. Okay, that's fine. Sure. We'll give it. Well, sure. Fine. He wasn't good his second year because he didn't have anyone to throw to. Nobody on the Chicago roster was capable of catching a football. Despite that, uh, DJ Moore, the one, one major pass-catching acquisition for the Chicago Bears, had two catches for 25 yards today. Eh. Also got himself caught up in a skirmish that, you know, assessed him a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Cool. Great job, DJ Moore. Their one acquisition that was supposed to change everything. Jair Alexander said in the locker room after the game, uh, responding to a question about DJ Moore's two catches for 25 yards. He said, yeah, it was real quiet for him. I don't know if anybody thought anything else was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, the offensive line, I thought, was the main issue. I, I thought that the offensive line was why Justin Fields was an unproductive passing quarterback. I thought that that was why. But then Bears fans told me that they fixed their offensive line this offseason, despite only really having, you know, one major roster move for an offensive lineman, which was uh, it, it drafted right tackle, first round right tackle, good right tackle. Darnell Wright, I, I liked him as a prospect, would have would have been happy if the Packers would have drafted him. Um, but Justin Fields still didn't look good today. But I thought the offensive line was fixed and that problem was solved. So then I, I heard oh, originally, you know, it was it was Matt Nagy was the problem. And it did not take long for me to pop into a Bears fan reaction stream after this game did not take long because it was the first one I was in and it was about 30 seconds into my time in that stream that I heard somebody say this. Now it's Chicago offensive coordinator Luke Getzey's fault because it can't be Justin Fields fault. It can't. It can't. He's he's a bona fide superstar. He's an MVP caliber quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, is he? Because throughout this game, the Chicago Bears were trailing by a by a large number of points. And Chicago couldn't trust their quarterback. We're not we're not dialing up passing plays. They were continuing to run the ball. Continuing. And at a certain point, if even if you are a delusional Chicago Bears fan, you have to ask yourself, why won't we pass the ball? Why won't the Chicago Bears pass the ball? And don't ask it incredulously. Don't ask it incredulously. Don't ask it as if you are an Atlanta Falcons fan in the Super Bowl asking, why aren't you running the ball? to try to ice the clock on Tom Brady. Ask it seriously and really think about it. Even in the 
clear scenario in which the Chicago Bears need to pass the ball, that staff refuses to do so, should probably tell you about the level of confidence they have in their quarterback to win the game through the air. They are telling you, the fan, the Chicago Bears staff, are telling you, the fan, that they believe they have a better chance at winning a football game by doing the less successful thing than doing the more successful thing because their quarterback is less talented, untalented at doing that thing. And did it all tonight in the context of Jordan Love, who added 0.55, an incredible number if you're unfamiliar with the stat, 0.55 expected points added per play. Justin Fields, negative 0.22. Total EPA, Jordan Love, expected points added 16.9. Justin Fields, negative 11.6. Oof. Oof. I believe these are these are passing downs. Um, these are EPA per play passing. Average depth of target for Justin Fields. Sure. Let's say he needs... He needs the help. He he needed those. He needed DJ Moore on the team. He just needed better targets. I don't know. He doesn't seem to be using them. Justin Fields' average depth of target in this game: three point one yards. Three point one yards average depth of target. Good thing you got those weapons. He can't throw to them. Jordan Love's average depth of target in this game, by the way, ten point two yards. 10.2 yards. Uh, I I really thought Justin Fields was supposed to be running the division. Richard Sherman, Super Bowl winning corner. Richard Sherman said, Green Bay Packers, nobody will fear you going forward. Understand that. Nobody, nobody will fear the Green Bay Packers. I don't know. Jordan Love looked pretty good. I'm not here to crown him. Not here to crown Jordan Love. He looked good. But I think it is time that Chicago Bears fans take a level-headed look at their roster in comparison to the other teams in the NFC North and the National Football League. Because the Packers have some pretty glaring weak spots on their roster. And I seem to be able to understand that. Chicago Bears fan Sam Jamini seems to be able to understand that. Oh, the loud parts of the internet. Not even the loud parts of the internet. Just some, like, football people. That really, really said Justin Fields can take a step this year based on nothing but conjecture. Tough. If you would like to go see a, uh, another <laughs> another Chicago Bears loss, I could say. But if you'd like to go see another uh, Green Bay Packers victory, uh, I implore you to join 
me in Atlanta next weekend uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where I will be taking in week two of the Jordan Love era, uh, the Jordan Love era of supremacy for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, And if you are trying to go to Atlanta, one, uh, hit me up on Twitter, shoot me a message, uh, comment on YouTube, uh, you know, uh, tweet me, at me, do whatever. Would love to meet up with anybody there. Would love to get some tailgating, pre-gaming thing going. Would love to do it. Would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, and you'll get a drink or two on me if you do that. But if you're going, if you want to go to the game, get your tickets on TickPick. That's where I get all my tickets. Uh, and I want you to use TickPick so you can save money on your next ticket purchase. When you use TickPick, you will never pay service or delivery fees like you will on other ticket-selling apps. And it comes with TickPick's best price guarantee. If you find a better price somewhere else for the same ticket, TickPick will refund you twice the difference in credit toward your next purchase. Twice. So if you find the same ticket somewhere else, TickPick's going to say, okay, great. We're going to make sure that you not only pay, we're not just going to price match it. We're going to price match it, take that difference, and then pay it back to you twice. So you can come back and use it on another purchase after that. And if you use my link in the podcast description, you're going to save 10 bucks on your first order. So go to the Apple App Store, go to the Google Play Store, download the TickPick app. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Use my link in the podcast description and never pay service or delivery fees for tickets ever again. Quick check-in on the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Brewers split two games with the Yankees between Saturday and Sunday. And fortunately, the Chicago Cubs also split their games with the Arizona Diamondbacks and the, oh yeah, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, (laughs) The Brewers today, Corbin Burns pitched eight hitless innings, eight innings, no hits, two walks, I believe, but 0-0 throughout the game. Brewers, oh, just tough, tough out. Brewers end up losing in extras four to three after being tied zero zero after nine. Lose four to three, uh, 13 innings. We'll be coming in to have a, a series at home against the Marlins that opens up tonight at seven or 6.40 p.m. Green Bay Packers looked fantastic against the Chicago Bears, uh, and it really cannot be understated. And that's not to say that the Packers are going to look this good all year, because frankly, I think that the Chicago Bears team isn't that great. And um, But we highlighted Jordan Love's accomplishments a little bit at the top. And Jordan Love had a day. He really did. Uh, he could have had a bigger day. Jaden Reed got a few contested balls thrown up to him and he wasn't able to haul him in. That's tough because that's one of the things that he did really well in college, frankly. Uh, so that, that was kind of hard to see, but Aaron Jones had a really, really great day on the, on the ground average 4.6 yards per carry, but only got nine carries. He, went out of this game for a period of time to do, you know, a hamstring injury pulled up at the end of a, a long touchdown receiving touchdown. And 
appears everything's going to be fine there. But that was great. Aaron Jones had one on the ground, one through the air. Romeo Dubs. Hoo-wee. Romeo Dubs. Only 26 yards and four catches. But one of them was a beautiful, beautiful touchdown reception from Jordan Love. Jordan Love and Romeo Dubs put together it like when the Packers needed a drive most because there was a point in this game where it really could have looked like a turning point in this. I'm trying to find where I put my notes. Yeah, they're gone. I don't know. Um, There was a point in this game where Chicago had scored and had, had scored a touchdown to ultimately end up getting a two-point conversion as well to make this an, a 10-point game. Green Bay got caught with 12 men on the field and also uh, an offsides call to, to not good penalties to be taking and also got called for unnecessary roughness by Rudy Ford later on the drive. You know, some after extracurriculars really not great so it was another 15 yards tacked on to the drive for the bears and then the very next play after the unnecessary roughness call by um rudy ford was a touchdown pass to darnell moody from mooney from justin fields made it 24 12 plus a two-point conversion 24 14 and that was like a smack in the mouth right there and could have felt like it could have been a turning point where the bears got back into it there was life back in and Justin Fields. Sorry, not Justin Fields. <laughs> oh God. Jordan Love executed a beautiful five play 61 yard drive. Um, He was able to get a great, great throw in there to Jaden Reed for 18 yards at one point. And then this drive was capped off by like three great plays in a row by Jordan Love because he had this ball pushed it down the field for an 18 yard gain. Um, the pass to Jordan, Jaden Reed. Next, it's first and 10 at Chicago's 41. And there's a bad snap. Jordan Love bobbles the snap. Ends up just picking it back up anyway. Just stands poised in the pocket and just delivers a deep ball to a wide open Luke Musgrave. Wasn't exactly where you'd want it to be because it could have been like that could have been the touchdown pass. He was so, so, so wide open. Um, basically kind of underthrew him a little bit, threw it right to where he was at the time. But big pass for 37 yards to Luke Musgrave, who had nobody anywhere around him. And then the very next play after that, at the four-yard line, Jordan Love throws this just beautiful back shoulder pass right up in the air so that Romeo Dubs is the only one who can go up and catch the ball and just absolutely like delivers just the most beautiful 
pass and catch by a quarterback one wide receiver one combo that you can hope for. And Romeo Dubs isn't even supposed to be wide receiver one one for this team. Uh, and yet they looked like they had really, really great connection on on the day overall. Two of Jordan Love's three touchdown passes went to him. Uh, a great, great day by Romeo Dubs. And that play was just beautiful. And I could watch it again and again and again. Uh, on defense. Oh, man. Darnell Savage with 10 total tackles, a tackle for loss. He just came flying in to make a play. Quay Walker with a pick six. <laughs> and on the pick six, he just absolutely trucks a guy, tells him to get off me. Devontae Wyatt with one and a half sacks, two tackles for loss. Carl Brooks comes into the game late at a bowling green. He has a sack on Justin Fields. Lucas Van Ness comes into the game pretty dang early. He records a sack against Justin Fields. And Justin Fields evaded so many would-be tacklers in this game that it was very impressive watching Lucas Van Ness just shoot in and wrap up Justin Fields in a way that it didn't look like a lot of other guys on this Packers defense could in a way that Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark were unable to do. But Lucas Van Ness got in there, just wrapped him up, and was just looked so fast. He's obviously big, but Lucas Van Ness looked so fast being able to just wrap up Justin Fields and, and bring him down behind the line. Uh, really, really fantastic day. I don't, I don't even know what else there is to say. This was just a masterclass by, by the Green Bay Packers. There could have been some points in this game where things went down the tubes a little bit. Uh, it was a very weird coaching decision that uh, Aaron Jones got five touches on the first drive that ended up going for a touchdown. Uh, it was five touches and... Were those his only rushing yards on the day? It may have been. Um, and then A.J. Dillon got a lot of work afterwards. And A.J. Dillon, 13 carries for 19 yards. Ugh. Really, really not a good day for A.J. Dillon. And it is looking like that gulf between him and Aaron Jones is just massive now. Uh, I think that's going to be something to take away from and look at going forward for this team. Uh, if Aaron Jones goes down, this team might be in trouble. Um, would be nice to see, you know, Patrick Taylor got in the game late practice squad elevation for uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he had five carries for 22 yards. Good stuff. For Green Bay. I, I think that we're going to see more of that going forward for the Packers. If AJ Dillon can't get going, they're going to need Patrick Taylor to do some stuff. And he's, he's a serviceable running back uh, and has been for a couple of years now for the Packers. So I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, really just wanted to get <laughs> some thoughts out there about just how dominant 
this Packers win was and how not dominant the Chicago Bears were, despite being told how much they were going to dominate this division for the next decade. Um, coming up this week, 